Hello one, hello all, welcome to the wild side, I am your host Curtis Wild, accompanied by my lovely wife, Chrissy Wild. That's exactly right. So since the last time we came to you, it, this world's been topsy-turvy, upside down and swervy, uh, a whole lot's been going on, presidential primary aside, the coronavirus. It's, it's hitting That's us. some scary stuff. It's hitting us quick. It's way more serious than even I thought at the beginning. Um, I, I kind of thought that this thing was going to blow over a little faster. Um, then I realized the severity of it. And uh, it's gotten really bad in the United States and worldwide. This thing is a legit global pandemic. Um, and we all need to be taking precautions and uh, making plans to stay at home and, and all that good stuff. What are the, the numbers that we're looking at, Chris? So, so far uh, in the United States alone, we are looking at 51,542 cases in the United States, uh, with only 178 of them recovering so far. So our rate of infection is very quick. And it seems as if our rate of bringing people into recovery uh, seems a little slow. So hopefully that starts to go the opposite way. Uh, hopefully we get to the point soon where our infection rate, our new infection rate, slows down and our recovery rate uh, speeds up. One thing I have noticed over the last few days uh, is from day to day, the numbers of cases, the change, the increase has been in the thousands. And then yesterday was the first time in almost a week that I saw we had only increased by a couple hundred. And then today I look at it and we increased by 5,210. And that's nationwide? That's nationwide. Gotcha. Our global numbers right now of uh, confirmed cases, 335,955 people with only 97,704 recoveries. Wow. So that's still a very slow recovery rate. Yeah, but this thing is right at the beginning. I think that's what a Here lot of people United need States, to understand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, other places uh, have been able to, to, what is it, flatten the curve. Right. Um, but here in the United States, we're kind of leaving it up to ourselves in, in certain areas like St. Charles County. Um, let's get into to that real quick because oh, that's been a mess. Chrissy and I live in Missouri, um, and so far Missouri is not one of the states who have issued a stay-at-home order. Uh, St. Louis City, St. Louis County have done that. Now St. Charles has, St. Charles County has, um, but with certain provisions that mean it really, really hasn't issued the order. It's extremely vague. A lot of people say that it hasn't really changed anything at all. Um, it has changed some things for us. And one thing that it did change um, was the distance that they're asking people to keep uh, between each other. Grocery stores are starting to mark off lines in their checkout lines to make sure that people with their carts stay within decent uh, distances of people. That's actually a great um, idea. It is a great idea. However, of course, it's very frustrating. I think that's one of the things that people have really struggled with is the instant lifestyle change. 
that none of us have control over. There's really nothing that, that we can do. And by staying home and issuing orders like that, it really is what's best for the, the public at large. Um, most importantly, our um, at-risk communities, as well as our healthcare providers that are on the front lines of this every day. Uh, but well, yeah, let's let's talk about what's happening here in Missouri before we... Well, because of that six-foot order in St. Charles, uh, tell the, the listeners about our current situation. So we live in St. Louis County, which since Sunday has been under a stay-at-home order. I, however, work as a licensed massage therapist uh, over in St. Charles County. And up until today, really, uh, we've been open, uh, but slowing down the amount of appointments coming in at a time, things like that. We uh, had been and a vigorous uh, cleaning regimen for the last two and a half weeks. So as a business, we collectively, all of us that work there, got together and started trying to jump on top of this thing before uh, it was even confirmed to be in our area. Uh, but with that distancing suggestion, uh, it makes it very hard to give somebody a massage uh, six to ten feet away from them, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Maybe <laughs> some bamboo with yeah. some... Uh boxing gloves on the end of it you'd you know, have to like have that. a lot of six foot tall massage therapists doing hashiatsu <laughs> well even then they'd have to wear boots right and i mean that would put gene That's, simmons to shame yeah. right it'd have to be a huge boot um but beside that um now now we're one of many that uh chrissy is laid off and temporarily uh, temporary yeah. it's a temporary layoff but it, that's the thing about this is that it will be temporary as long as we make the right moves and unfortunately it doesn't look like we're making the right moves well that's the frustrating thing this is one of those things that even though we've we've never experienced this in our lifetime none of us not us not anyone listening to this has experienced something on this level in their lifetime. Um, but we have to make the right choices because the longer we take to jump on top of this, the longer we take to, as they say, social distance or be adamant about staying at home and being diligent about not going into public very often or for very long, things like that, the longer we're going to have to fight this. If we make the right moves now, we can shorten the duration of the time that we have to battle this, this war. We are collectively fighting an enemy that we can't see as an entire species. But there is one enemy we can see right now, and it's gridlock. The gridlock in Washington that's going on yeah. um, that's literally putting people's lives in jeopardy. Um, the, this is one of the things that uh, turns a lot of people off to politics in general, but now in the most dire of times, uh, something that could be on level of the Spanish flu, um, we're worried about partisan politics in Washington, D.C. We're worried about getting, getting funding for our particular lobbyists, whether they be uh, on the right or the left. Right. Um, and it it isn't making sense that people are not coming first to those who uh, were elected to represent them. Right. So uh, we really are in a rough position right now. And I don't mean to sound pessimistic, 
Um, but they've really got us over a barrel in the way that with social distancing, we can't march on Washington, even if we want to. Um, we can't, can't come together collectively, even if we want to, maybe on social media. Uh, but as we've seen, they don't listen to social media. They don't listen to the opinions of, uh, millions of Americans who are crying out, who are struggling and going to lose jobs and can't put food on the table. Um, there's even school districts that are, are uh, providing food if you can afford it. Uh, and that's in Missouri, you know? So I, I think that we really need to, to understand that elections have consequences and the consequences that have come out of this is the gridlock in Washington that's going to cost people their lives. Um, so we really need to get smarter as voters to the people that we put there to represent us. Well, let's, let's talk about uh, those same structures and how it's affecting us here locally. We see that here in St. Louis. Um, and I, I really do hate politicizing things like this, but this is one of those times, especially here, where we see very clear lines. St. Louis County, St. Louis City in general is fairly more democratic. They were very quick to jump on the everybody stay at home restrictions really soon after Illinois did. Well, they and wanted to find solutions. Right. And people can, can talk shit about J.B. Pritzker all they want. But what I'm seeing from this side of the Mississippi River is that he jumped onto doing the right thing at the right time very quick because he saw what was coming down the pipeline and has put things in place to try to protect the people of Illinois. Whereas here in Missouri, our governor who wasn't even elected. He was appointed when our governor had to step down. Has chosen to do next to nothing. His big announcement regarding coronavirus initially was basically to say, we're not going to do anything as a state except make sure that we have more money to play with. And the decisions to close the schools, uh, ask people to stay home, Things like that are all going to be left up to the local municipalities and school districts. So he took the responsibility and thus handing leadership off to other people who were looking to him for leadership. And then it goes down the pipeline and you see people who are elected, like county uh Executive. executives and things like that as we're seeing in st charles county who are more worried about some of their constituents feeling like their rights are being infringed on because they're having to close their business for the public good over the lives of people as our numbers are climbing yeah you don't have the right to try to spread a pandemic there is just because you want to be able to do whatever you want whenever you want nothing in our constitution says you can spread a pandemic it's okay um i think our forefathers were smarter than that so absolutely. you should be too absolutely and it, it's uh it's really sad i'm i'm extremely grateful at this point that we moved out of st charles county 
Uh, but I fear for the lives of our friends and um, associates that are still over there because yeah. the people who are supposed to be able to do something to protect them are not willing to do so. And the hospitals are very close to the point of being overwhelmed over there already. Yeah. Uh, folks, we don't have enough hospital beds. We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough ventilators. I, I got to throw a shout out to people like Elon Musk who have willingly repurposed their uh, uh, factories to deliver those things. Um, maybe not beds. I don't know. I haven't heard well, anything about mass production of beds yet. I read today that Ford Motor Company uh, is going to be producing more ventilators uh, for this purpose, and they're doing that voluntarily. Well done, Ford. I just hope they're using UAW workers to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Union strong, baby. Um, and they better be. I mean, That's if right. they're repurposing their, their factories or even uh, warehouses, you know, there's uh, union members out there that are losing their jobs. And if they can stay in a job, then you need to keep them there. That's right. Um, but even though we moved out of St. Charles County, we still are in Missouri. So we've got somebody right. like Parsons to deal with as opposed to Pritzker. And it really is a stark contrast. I, Illinois, oh, yeah. Illinois. I got to say that we were not fans of your taxes. Uh, far, <laughs> far too much money going out on that end. We thought at the time. Um, but then you look at some of the things that a guy like Pritzker has done. Uh, legalization of marijuana. Uh, Earmarking those extra funds to the school districts as well as to uh, roads and infrastructure. Absolutely. He's been doing a great job since he got there. He's been making some great moves. And then on our side of the aisle, we've got Parsons. Uh, who sits on his hands. Who sits on his hands, who wants to abdicate the responsibility of his office to, uh, you know, county executives and things, just as Chrissy said. Um, leadership matters. That's the point I'm getting to, is that leadership matters. When you elect somebody like Donald Trump, who has no clue how to handle something like this, you're going to get a situation like we're falling into. Um, and unfortunately the economy is coming to a standstill four years ago, we could have elected Bernie Sanders. And by now we would all be on Medicare, Me Medicare for all. Uh, we didn't do that. We're making a lot of Democrats are making the same mistake in 2020. Um, but in this moment, it's interesting that Trump has to kind of go to the background because he's not as well-spoken as a guy like Pence. Right. Um, so he brings up Mike Pence a lot to speak for him. Um, and everybody's it, quick to jump on the, the bandwagon of the things that we've been trying to fight for. Yeah. That Bernie's been trying to fight for, and they've been pushing back on, and now all of a sudden they're like, yes, those are the things that we need, and we want it now. But don't talk to me about socialism. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, they don't mind socialism as long as it's socialism for the rich and right. rugged individualism for the poor. That's how, how our system has turned into. Um, but I look at this situation and I see Trump fumbling through this and and I look at Bernie exhibiting leadership. If you're willing to, to find the live feeds and the fireside chats and uh, all of the things that Bernie is doing to try to, to reach out to the public and keep us informed 
Um, well, not only him, but his campaign has, uh, in a lot of ways, the volunteer base of his campaign has switched gears. And now instead of just making phone calls and, and texts asking for people's votes and support, uh, what they're doing is they're checking on people. They're doing wellness checks of everyone on their, their list, saying, hey, how are you? Are you doing okay? Is your job affected by this? What do you need? Things like that. And the resources that are starting to become available, the community resources um, from volunteer organizations and otherwise, they're sending those people those resources so that they can get the help and the assistance that they need. And yeah, Just last week, he repurposed his campaign right. to raise money uh for five or six different charities right. uh organizations that are helping with this situation raised two million dollars in a day or 48 hours um but and that's that just, the true power of the grassroots movement that absolutely shows the power of the grassroots movement and to see uh the way that the election is going and to go back into that um for that to be defeated in a, a battle that's just democrats um when so many people can benefit from these policies is disheartening i mean i, I understand why there's a lot of people out there that are, are um, frustrated with the situation that's going on right now with the democratic primary um because young people are coming out to vote they're just not coming out to vote in the numbers that older uh more seasoned democrats are and 18 to 49 um is overwhelmingly for bernie sanders it's the people that are 50 and over that are deciding this election and unfortunately deciding the future for the 18 to 49 year olds well i we both know that there's some other things that have been happening in states around the country that have also made it harder for those younger people to get out and vote. Younger people at a, a higher percentage have jobs that don't always allow them the time or the ability to go vote, or they're on college campuses and they can't get to a polling location because the polling location isn't on campus or is far away. Uh, they've been closing polling locations in areas of minority communities as well as uh, university communities. Hundreds, hundreds um, of polling locations. And these are systemic issues that need to be addressed if we expect anything to be able to change. And And you're absolutely right. The older folks are still deciding the future of the younger folks. It, it's like um, I, that thing that I posted a couple of weeks ago, the bootstraps, you know, they like to tell you to pull yourself up by the, your bootstraps while they do things to make it impossible for you to have those boots while they're growing their own boot collection. This is the, this dichotomy. is, yeah, absolutely. This is the dichotomy that we're in. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, the, this thing's not over. They're still... An opportunity to vote if uh the establishment got their way then bernie sanders would drop out and joe biden would be uh coronated as the nominee and almost half of the country has not voted yet there's still 26 contests to go yeah um, and bernie just won uh democrats abroad 
handily. Mm-hmm. Just won it handily. It was like 57 or 59 percent. It's on my Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Wilde on the Facebooks. W-Y-L-D-E. Just like the show. And personally, knowing the Democrat Abroad leadership, I'm I'm not surprised and I'm really proud of them. Yeah. Shout out to Democrats Abroad. You know we love you. Holla! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the fact is that there's still an opportunity to put in a leader uh, who has risen to the occasion in this moment, uh, in a moment of panic, in a moment of uh, destitution for some. Desperation. Desperation for others. Um, And then you've got Joe Biden, who's issued a few uh, statements, who's posted a little bit on Twitter. If that's what you can call them. Did one uh, video shoot from his house, and it went horribly, horribly wrong. Um, That was painful to watch. It was painful to watch. And like I told you... And I'm begging. Sorry. I'm begging um, people on on Twitter and on Facebook, do not feed this man to Donald Trump. Look, he did a good job. He was there for Barack Obama, did some some good things uh, under Barack Obama, um but his but record before then was horrible embarrassing uh, embarrassing but that's not even the point like the guy did okay enough that he deserves dignity at yeah. the end of the line he right. deserves a dignified exit from the world of politics and to feed this man to donald trump would almost be cruel at this point yeah uh, i can't even imagine them on a debate stage together Joe would be eaten. Donald Trump would not would not uh, have any empathy, <laughs> just right. like Joe Biden has no empathy for millennials or or young people. That's very true, absolutely. Um, and people can only deny Biden's very clear mental decline for so long. And if, as I said to you when we watched that video earlier of of what of his remarks that he made from his house. What he says is clearly not coming out the way that he would want to put it together in his brain. You can see where he's thinking something, but when it comes out, it's it's not sounding the same. The words aren't the same. The words are mixed up and backwards, which ends up making his entire sentence mean something that he's not meaning to say. He can't materialize the thought process. Right. His his statements at home showed, if nothing else, that he is no Barack Obama in no way, shape, or form. And then what you're talking about, he was talking to a reporter. She asked him about a cure, and he said something to the effect of, most important is the cure... Because the cure will make everything worse. And of course he meant to say better, but he didn't have the wherewithal to speak correctly on a national stage. That's Do scary. not feed him to Donald Trump. Do not feed him to Donald Trump. I'm telling you. I do not want Trump for another four years. Democrats, come together around a progressive agenda and make this thing happen. And the moment that we needed it the most... Bernie Stan- and Bernie Sanders stepped up. His policies came to the top, became the cream of the crop, and everybody is now realizing that those policies are what we need. Not, it, I mean, if you didn't have the the media s- 
mirrors and slandering and and complete uh, interference. Uh, our media has interfered more than any Russians ever could in an American election. They sure. do it all of the time, trying to tear down the best candidate that we've got uh, that is running on a platform that consists of policies that are overwhelmingly supported by a majority of Americans, not just Democrats, all Americans, and we still have that chance. We do still have that chance. We have the chance to put somebody up there who can speak in a presidential manner, someone who can bring the the thoughts and the ideas and the, the wants and the needs of the public to light, and address them properly. Um, somebody that doesn't have to be sheltered away to prevent them from speaking in public because uh, of fear of what they would or wouldn't be able to say. That's not somebody. That's not somebody that can beat Donald Trump. It's just not. And you you hear these people, uh, so many Biden supporters. You know, they, you know that most of them supported Hillary last time around. So why on earth would you want to repeat the same situation by shoving somebody else into the spotlight? I know why. Because they don't care what the outcome is as long as they felt like they were right. And I think some of them still hold a grudge against Bernie and against Bernie supporters that they will do absolutely anything. Including lose to Donald Trump again. Right. To prevent him from being the nominee. Yeah. It's greed. It's ego. All of that. And that is an extremely dangerous mixture when that is exactly the type of evil that we are trying to fight. Is that not what we're trying to rid this country of? That is exactly the type of evil that we're trying to fight. I mean, we sit here and uh, expect better out of Washington when we should really expect better out of ourselves at the voting booth when our voice matters. And that doesn't happen. So you leave all these people in power um, and expect them to do better for you and your family when it is obviously not working over and over again. The same strategies uh, are tried and fail. Right. And then we uh, expect better for ourselves. We should we deserve better. We deserve better. And we have got to come to that realization as a country um, or I don't That's know, right. maybe we don't. Well, I mean, that goes back to uh, the complacency that we've talked about before, because people get so used to and conditioned to just showing up at the, the polling locations once every four years. A lot of Americans don't know when their primaries are, let alone that you can vote in them or what they are. A lot of people don't know that literally anybody, and yes, I'm talking to you, anybody can run for office. Well, it's there are hard. certain requirements well, for each yeah, office. Well, yeah, of course. Yes, it's hard. It is a grueling, tough lesson to learn when you do that. You've done it twice. 
it's hard. Yeah. Sometimes it, it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. Man, but, it's Thunderdome. Let's not, but let's you not can, play it off. They're going to come after your family. They're going to come after your friends. They're going to come right. after your Twitter like history. Right. Um, they're but if do you it. want to see those changes, people have to start doing the things to create those changes on all levels instead of just showing up once every four years or once every two years to vote. Put people in office that you can trust. Put people in office who have the ideas and the values that represent yours. On all levels, local politics is global politics. And that is absolutely true because that's where it starts. You have to start at home, in your, your own town, in your own county, get involved. Too many people say they don't care. Well, why don't they care? They don't care because they don't think their voice matters. Their voice matters because, or they don't think their voice matters because they don't know how the system works. You have to change the leadership in places like your own state. Your own town, your own community. You have to change uh, your destiny from the inside. Um and so get out there, get involved, but most importantly right now, stay Don't at home. Don't get out there. <laughs> <laughs> stay at home. Do not get out there and get involved because the best thing we can do in this country for the world is to follow the guidance. Right now the guidance is wash your hands, wash your clothes. Um, they haven't really got into this, but through paying attention, uh, wash your coat every other day. Um, any outer gear that you may have, wash that every other day, um, and try to stay away from people as much as possible, because at the end of this, we're all going to come together, we're all going to have a party, it's going to be a great time, and uh, we will get through this. Until next time, take care of yourself, take care of each other. And that wraps it up for another episode of The Wild Side. You can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find us anywhere podcasts are available. TuneIn Plus, Alexa, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio. And you can check out all of that at thewildside.com. That's T-H-E-W-I-L-D-E-S-Y-D-E.com. I have been your host, Curtis Wild, accompanied by... Chrissy Wild. Thank you all so much for stepping on through to the wild side.